Well, Danny, this is the third time I've had to say this intro and it's getting a bit boring, but I'll try and give it some energy. Cheers, man. Hello and welcome back to episode three of the Too Stupid to Quit podcast. Finally getting a proper guest. Finally. Uh, so for those of you who haven't listened before, Too Stupid to Quit is a podcast where me, actor, musician and voice artist Josh Dempford and my best bud director Danny Baldwin talk to all kinds of creatives at different stages of their careers about their journeys to where they are now. I said that before. Yeah, man, we'll be talking to them about their struggles, their successes, that first little fire that sparked their interest in their creative career. And most importantly, we'll find out whether they're too stupid to quit or not. Yes, and we're going to be talking to actors, writers, directors, musicians, composers, comedians, casting directors. Uh, and this episode, we're talking to a good friend of mine who I met at university called Joe Johnson. He's an actor and a spoken word artist. Um, and we had a great chat, so we, we hope you enjoy it. Cue music. Okay, just have a read for in your head. Elves and thuzz, Danny. Elves and thuzz. Little Lucy licked a little <laughs> yellow thistle lolly. Three thundering thickets frolicked through the thistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I actually had to do in my speech therapy. This is going in. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm the editor and this is going in. <clears throat> right, here we go. So today we have not your average Joe. Wow. Joe Johnsey is a northern heartthrob hailing from the biggest town in the UK, Huddersfield, which uh, a lovely bit of trivia is that it was actually voted the worst place to live in 2018. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe studied drama at university before training as an actor at Arts Ed in London. After drama school, he paid his dues on the fringe scene before popping onto our screens, where he recently appeared in J.K. Rowling's TV series, Strike. Now, I assume after spending tormented nights reading Shakespeare's sonnets by candlelight, Joe decided to dive headfirst into the world of spoken word, mixing comedy with incredible wordplay, proving he is more than just a pretty face. Joe Johnson, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Wow, that was amazing. I don't know what you are worried about there, Dan. That was... Hi, Joe. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice nice to meet you. So, so to speak. Interactively. <laughs> the most awkward oh hello God. ever. <laughs> <laughs> so for the audience, uh, Joe and I originally met at university where we both studied drama mm. uh, in Huddersfield, of all places. Yeah, the best place to live in the UK. And a very well-known drama institution as well. <laughs> Uh, it actually went really downhill the years we were there. But when we first joined, it was in the top five drama institutes in the UK. Yeah, I, I don't really know how that was a thing. No, I don't understand either. Joe, did you know that we have a really, really loose professional connection? Go on. So at the same time you were working on Strike with Tom Burke. Yeah. I was in Dartmoor on the set of an indie film with Tom Burke's mum. Wow. I feel much closer to you now after our awkward opening. I now feel we are the same guy. So we've gone on from an awkward opening to the most tenuous connection that two people could ever have. You know, we both walked down the same street. One, the Oxford, Oxford Street. Been there. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> We're the same. Did you, same. did you also know that we have another loose connection? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Go on. Yeah. I used to be friends with Danny Baldwin. <laughs> no. <laughs> I used to be friends with him as well. Then I realized I hated him. <laughs> Two minutes into the podcast. I, I wrote some really nice things about you, Joe. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That, that, was, that was amazing. Although um, the delivery is a bit poor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we move on to our uh, opening warm-up section, which is our questionable questions? Oh, uh, yeah. Hit me. Okay. So Danny and I have come up with uh as usual some hypothetical professional scenarios for you to react to exciting question one so you're on the set of strike okay and you overhear the author jk rowling arguing with a producer oh god the argument is that she wants you for a new harry potter netflix tv series absolutely fine right? yeah however the filming schedules overlap and there's no way of making it work 
Now, for contractual reasons, the only way you can be a part of what will surely be the biggest TV show of all time, of all time. is to get fired from Strike. Wow. So how do you do that? <laughs> um, I think the first thing I'd do is defecate. Uh, <laughs> probably <laughs> in the middle of the floor. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, straight in there with a solid answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, quite, it's quite, it wasn't a hard one, to be honest. But but do you think that's enough to warrant firing? Like- I think if, you, yeah, if you show you're purposely doing it. Yeah, yeah, if you, if you, if you go there, just, you know, <laughs> undo your belt, down with the pants, <laughs> stare at the director as you do it, unblinking, like a dog. <laughs> well, looking, looking a bit shy about it as well. Yeah, no, 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 I think you earn it. And that's what oh, makes man. it weirder and a sackable offence. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right, what's the question two, Josh? Yeah, hit me. Give me a second. Um, so <laughs> you do <laughs> manage to get fired from strike. <laughs> so you're you're now pretty much guaranteed that role in the Harry Potter TV series. Can't wait for it. But the powers that be, they want to see a final screen test for you, just to be sure. So in the scene, you are preparing to break into the Ministry of Magic. Okay. And you have to take Polyjuice Potion to disguise yourself. You decide to prepare a disgusting broth to help you during your performance. So what do you, what do you put in that to help you? What? That tastes disgusting? Mm. Yeah. You got um, nettles, semen, <laughs> and a ground-up turnail. <laughs> I really wanted to avoid semen. I was really hoping that would make its way into the podcast. What what got me was the the, the opening of nettles, like not traditionally <laughs> something that's horrible, just unusual. But they sting, um, you know. So you start it soft, yeah. but you've got to lead in with something expected, <laughs> you know, before you hit him with a semen. Right. Um, question three. Fuck. Oh God. Okay. Um. So, congratulations, you got the part. Yes. Um, now, it's all about Harry Potter's grandchildren. Right. And due to your Aryan features, you are obviously cast as Draco's grandson. Now, right. wands are currently banned from Hogwarts, uh, and so <clears throat> the defense against the dark arts classes are now rap battles. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, you are up against Harry's grandson. Okay. So what's your opening gambit? And for the listener, we're going to cut here. We're going to give Joe five minutes to prepare something. Okay. And, uh, and he's going to drop it. Let me have that think. Okay. Yeah, your granddad might be Harry Potter, but he's kind of slimy. Your grandma's supposed to be Ginny, but we all know about that thing with Hermione. Please remind me who you are again. The son of a son of a famous boy coming up against a Malfoy. Get that silver spoon out your mouth, boy. Sugar were going down, swinging, grinding hard since my granddad's fallout, boy. Coming out the wizarding counselor's state to destroy. Because I'm a new age, Malfoy. I'm work. I'll intellectually provoke. I'm liberal. My girl's not even a true blood. Back in the day, my granddad would have called her not gonna say it, but it starts with an M and rhymes with hood blood. I'll never say it because I'm politically correct. If you step to me, you better come correct. Because I will not hesitate to dissect more than your granddad's infidelity with she who must not be named. Her moan on her knees. Your granddad got his leg over more of us than he ever got his leg over his nimbus. Say something, Potter. <laughs> yes! Oh my God. Oh my God. So good. So good. Too good. Oh I mean, man, I cannot believe how good that is. How little time you had. Can you imagine if we'd have given him more than five minutes? Oh right. man, I don't think you can top that. That is so good. What's what's going on in my head is I feel like because of everything that happened back in the day, that that the younger grandson of Malfoy, he's had a hard upbringing because you know mm. yeah, no yeah. one likes the Malfoy. They've, they've <laughs> run out of the money. They've, they've had to repay charities and stuff. They've got no money, and he's coming up the hard way. And your 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 boy Potter, you know, he's coming in. He's got this silver spoon. They've almost switched roles. I'd bet Malfoy's actually now a Gryffindor, and Potter's a Oh Gryffindor. shit! Mm, he's been shit, slivering man. away. Wow. Mm. And no one's still a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, hey, fuck you guys. I'm a Hufflepuff. I know. Don't forget it. You were born and bred right. Hufflepuff material. Yeah, Hufflepuff's yeah. That's great. I think in my head, I was always a Gryffindor, but I, I do look like a Slytherin. And that's, that's just a fact. Danny's a Slytherin. Oh, so Slytherin. Yeah, he's just slimy. <laughs> you just slide out of bed because you're so moist. <laughs> I don't think snakes are moist. <laughs> They're super dry, factually. I think it, are they? A slug, a slug is quite moist. Excellent. Well, that was fun. Mate, that was so good. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Right, so we're going to jump straight into the interview now, mate. You wow. ready? Um, love talking about myself. One of my favorite things to do. Well, actually, you're going to love the next 45 minutes. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that your main creative focus has been acting, but you've also started making your own short films. Uh, yeah. And you've started, you know, gaining your own following within the spoken word, poetry, rap sort of thing, like we've just heard, which is just incredible. Yeah, it's weird, right? Um, so it seems like you've got these real creative bones. Was that always the case? Like, were you a kid that was very creative? No, no, I was not. All right. No. No, I was, uh, I didn't do anything creative at all. I didn't even do drama at school. No, I think um, I was just that kid outside drinking puddle water, playing sports. <laughs> really? That, that, that was it. My life was about sports. Man, I can relate yeah. so heavily to that. Not the sports, the drinking the puddle water. Is this what connected you guys at Huddersfield? Because Dan, Danny was licking pavements, so you're drinking puddle water. <laughs> Maybe this is why we both ended up at Huddersfield. <laughs> <that's part of laughs> the top five, though. Top five, apparently. Top five, baby. Yeah, man, top five. Um, yes, yeah, so I didn't start. I didn't know a kind of formal acting till, till college. What age is college? Is that 16? Yes, it's after year 11, yeah, 12, yeah, yeah. 13. So we, we didn't have a sixth form you had to like elect mm. to go to college and we went to like uh, it's really weird because the two schools i went to were always like comps and everyone was kind of like not not thick <laughs> or anything but we were all just kind of just thrown in a pot when we went to green ed it was mental so we were part of what's called a feeder mm. school so all we had to do to get in was to get get a uh, five a mm -hmm. to b's but everyone else who went there had to do entry exams I'll never forget my first biology class. I, the teacher goes, um, okay, let's 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 do a little, um, you know, just get to know each other kind of thing. So just say your name and say what you got at um, GCSE. What? That is not and how you get started, to know each other. That's what they did. That's literally what they did. And they start going around the room and it's like, yeah, eleven A stars. Oh, and they got ten A stars, but but one A. And then, honestly, got around to me. I was like, yeah, um, I got. I got one uh, one a five b seven c's yeah deal with it okay i never felt so little but that what life. you just yeah. said that that isn't too bad it's a good quantity yeah you got a, got a spectrum i collected them <laughs> so where where was it then that motivated you to start pursuing acting essentially i was uh well going to like the open day at greenhead i was shown around and i was like this girl, uh, older than me, obviously, um, she was extremely persuasive. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll try theatres. Let's do that. So I did. Uh, she wasn't there, obviously, because she'd left. So that makes no sense when you look back. So, yeah, that that happened, basically. And I was I was truly terrible. I, I, I froze every time to get up and speak. Didn't enjoy really? it. Oh, yeah, really bad. And then the, one of the last things we did was a play, and I did this, I was forced to do this monologue, um, and it went all right. And some of the lads came from the football team, mm. which was hell, because you look at the front row and you're like, brilliant. I already, they already like taking the mick a lot. Mm. And then they were like, we came to kind of take the piss, and uh, you, you were really good, so that's annoying. So that was nice. Oh, that's so nice. Really nice. Yeah. Was that reaction from the lads what sort of made it acceptable to you and therefore maybe made you fall in love with it a little bit? Maybe, maybe like a bit. And it's also like um, everyone's kind of got the opinion of it. I think I did as well, kind of performing in general and the kind of people that do do it. And then when I had the kind of chance to do it a little bit, I was like, oh, this is 
cool mm. like really cool mm. in a way you're kind of being re- you're showing off yeah mm. you're really showing off like <laughs> yeah. try to do it on the football pitch but like if you can do it on the stage and do it well like you're watching another i think i watched this live performance i was like that guy's cool as fuck yeah, yeah that's really cool i want to be that cool <laughs> and then you kind of start falling kind of into it i definitely fell into it i was not someone who was ever going to do it like i'm everyone's like oh you know i knew i was going to be an actor that that mm. wasn't ever a thing for me then you decided to move to London and train at Arts Ed. When did that decision happen? My mum and dad were the ones who were like, try it. Because my dad had previously kind of been against it. He was mm. against me kind of going to college, actually. He was more like, um, he's an engineer and been working like as an engineer his whole life. And he was like, you should do this graduate scheme. You'll be on 20 grand, you know, in like four years time. It's amazing, this, that mm. and the other. And he, he, I think he was properly miffed that I didn't right. and it caused a bit of tension. And then the recession happened and the factory moved to China. And then he said, it's the smartest move I ever made. <laughs> oh, there and you he's go. never worked as an engineer again. Joe, um, something that's come up in when, when Danny and I interviewed each other, there was a difference between our social backgrounds and sort of ability to afford university and drama school. When you made the decision to go to drama school, was that, was it a, was it a big sort of financial challenge or burden or yeah so i didn't really think about that i was kind of more just let's just see if i get in mm. um it was really late to apply mm. to anywhere when i kind of made the decision to go i think the only few that were open were mount view arts head and i think it's drama center mm. first one i went to was drama center mm. it's like my first audition i kind of done for drama school and that was a nightmare that was terrible why what uh, i think i think i said uh i got like maybe three, four lines in and the guy kind of I've forgotten what he looked like. I kind of struck that from my mind. He's like, can you stop there, please? So I did. And then he was like, um, if you give me like a note, like really general note, I was like, mm. okay, cool. I was like, in my head, I was like, I think I'm kind of playing that anyway, but okay, I'll try again. And then uh, I got to the same bit and they stopped me again and said, thank you. And that was it. So I literally me? did nothing. Fuck. Came all the way down the Megabus as well. Oh man, was it an MA? The MA acting, acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the theatre-based one. So was he? Uh, it'll be that. Um, was he called Paul? I don't even know his name. Who, who the fuck is Paul? <laughs> <laughs> you know the. <laughs> okay, so the drama centre audition was pretty awful, and but then Mount View and Art said were great. I kind of got into both of them, so that's mm. good. Um, and then I would. I decided I wasn't going when I found out the price, but my parents kind of insisted i went and then they remortgaged the house oh wow wow that's yeah. incredible yeah have, have some of that no pressure Man. coffee pop <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so I, I remember when uh because you'd been in arts ed for a little bit before i applied for drama center because i think the the way the years work out is a bit different yeah 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 oh no i think you went straight after uni and i, took I went you. straight away yeah yeah so i remember asking you uh about it and you you said that you'd learn more in a week at arts ed than you had in three years at huddersfield yeah, about acting that's not difficult looking at huddersfield top five, <laughs> top five though right top yeah. five <laughs> yeah mate yeah because you were actually you know acting mm. <laughs> you weren't just sat there throwing like bogeys at each other <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't a waste of time you were yes. actually getting up doing a monologue talking about it in front of people it was scary every day was scary at first did you enjoy it i think i did and i didn't at the same time because there was a lot of kind of self analysis mm. that i'd never done before mm. yes that definitely it's basically therapy isn't it yeah they 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 tear you down and then try build you back up but but sometimes you've stayed torn down <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so I felt um, the thing about drama school was like, it was a brilliant experience, but straight afterwards I was like, fuck, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I'm doing yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't know how to act anymore. There were so many different things thrown at you. I was just like, did you have, did they try and um, not pigeonhole you, but they, did they think of a casting for you and then try? Yeah. 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 To, Cause to for me, they, they did the same thing, but at the time it was quite, um, when I went, it was all fashionable to be like kind of posh. They were doing like, all the eating nights were coming through in roles. Right. And they were like, you look like that. So they'd like spent a long time perfecting an RP accent and stuff. Oh, really? Then when it comes around to showcase, they're like, now get back in your northern box. <laughs> and it was like, ah. And then I came out of drama school kind of like, well, I've got all this training for this one thing. 
But mm. if I just go revert back to being myself, <clears throat> and what I found is actually I got more roles being myself. Of course, yeah. yeah. I just go for the real thing now. Did you feel like you also lost some of that instinct for acting? Because for me, I, I came I came to it relatively late. I think I was 14 or 15 or something like that when I first got on stage. And it felt like a real instinct for it. And then drama school felt like it took that instinct away until about two years later, where I was like, oh, actually, my instincts come back. And now I have this toolkit of things to use. But yeah. two years afterwards, I just felt like lost. Yeah. Is that... Uh, that makes Relatable. sense. Uh, f- for me, I think it was um, it was a bit different because of just the lack of acting training I'd had in general mm, since right. that till quite late. And then at you know, Huddersfield, there wasn't much, so it was still kind of all raw. And they did Meisner at Artshead, yes. Yeah, so the course well, I did, yeah. ex- like exclusively. So that was fun, but it was also kind of like it reiterated to me kind of what I was good at mm-hmm. instinctually. And then it also kind of, I don't know, there is bits of Miser that I probably wouldn't use in some situations for sure. Lots of jobs, lots of film sets. Sometimes it just doesn't relate. But um, you kind of pick and choose what you want from different people, I find. Yeah. Some people get like, oh, this is amazing. And some people like, it doesn't work for me. And then it's like animal transformation for me is never going to be a thing that I will ever even try in my head to think was good. There's no need for me to be running around a studio in a leotard, like neighing like a horse. There was there was no need in that. <laughs> um, would you have any advice for for any younger actors who are thinking about going to drama school? Don't do it. Oh come on, <laughs> I'm joking. Come on. Um, well, it's interesting because if you went, it's really screwed right now because if you're in the third year, you're waiting to do your showcase and when mm-hmm. you're waiting i know some schools are doing this they're gonna double up right from the years behind so right. instead of having 30 acting students come through they're gonna have 60 although casting and agents and stuff from what i've seen on twitter have been super helpful in reaching out to those graduating classes of this year oh, have uh, they? and like accepting yeah. self-tapes and doing their best effort to sort of get through all of them Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think it, the world's going to adapt. I don't think there'll, there'll be some auditions that just never, ever happen in the room mm-hmm. again. I think yes. they'll stay on self-tape. I think, I think the thing is, though, there's there's still, especially within the commercial sphere, sphere, rather, sphere. How do you say <laughs> that? Sphere. <laughs> especially in she? the commercial Sophia. <laughs> Who's that? Um, Who's that? Who are you not telling us about, Dan? You never met Sophia, the, cur- the, the commercial lady. <laughs> Um, within that realm, lots of clients like the day out. And I think going to a studio, you know, getting your latte when you come in and things like that. I think that live castings will happen because people want lattes. Yeah. Mate, honestly, honestly. Yeah. No. It's a day out for a lot of people that don't. Now you said that, I feel a bit stupid for saying it's not going to happen again. No, no, I think think there's a lot of smaller scale stuff that will just go straight on self tape because of the ease, because people are realizing that it's working. I think there's the, the high caliber stuff I think will always be in the room. Yeah. Let's hope. I mean, what do, do you, do you mind self-taping or do you prefer being in the room? Self-taping. It's good for me because obviously I've got like camera equipment. I can work yeah. stuff and I know how it all works. It's just kind of, you're guessing, you're guessing at what the director wants. You're guessing right. at how the scene goes. Yeah. And like, as a, as an actor, you could probably do it like three or four different ways. You just don't know which way is right. So you just mm. go, Shit, I hope this one works. I think the other thing that I've found as a... Uh, Danny's mentioned that you've got ADHD and I've got ADHD as well. We might come back to this later. Ah, good. Um, and everything, <laughs> that, for me, everything that comes with that is sort of like perfectionism and like you say, like hyper-focus, mm. but then also like self-loathing. So when I'm self-taping, I'll just do it until my brain falls out like a, a thousand times yeah. until I think that'll be about right. <laughs> and at that point, it probably isn't right. Yeah. Case in point, I had a self-tape last week. Well, my housemate, he's also an actor, which helps for self-tapes. I was like, oh, mate, can I just borrow it for like 10 minutes? It won't be 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Two hours later. Yeah. Self-tape is never scene. 10 minutes. Then the same scene. Yeah. Like 50 different ways. And I'm watching them all back. And each one is like, mm, I, do, I do a little thing here. I blink here and I, I do this. And then, and then you look at every single one to the point where you just don't know anymore. I sent them to my agent. I was like, I'm going to send you three. And you don't even tell me, just just send yeah. one because I, I can't choose yeah. now. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. 
And they just send the first link they click on. <laughs> Lydia even look at it. You send it. <laughs> no, no. She, she watched. She was like, I think the third one's the best. Do you agree? I was like, I don't even know which that one is. I'll just yeah, get it sent. I trust you. <laughs> So what was life like after drama school? What what was those initial few months or the initial year like? Um, I worked in a pub. Um, nice. Yeah. And then I, I realised just how hard, because uh, I started working at this pub before the end of my course because I was trying mm-hmm. to try to work at the same time. I didn't realise how knackering that would be. Oh, I yeah, I can that. imagine. Um, and then I just kind of started, because I was quite lucky from Showcase. I got an agent and it was it was it was good. She was great. Mm-hmm. And um first my first audition was Star Wars. Oh nice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's how long ago. The first Mate, ever remake. You must have thought I have crushed it. This is like my first audition. Like Mate, I was like, is... my agents, my agents are boss. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and they, they they came in um they delivered the script by mm. a career. Nice. Really? Is that what you say? Career. career. Korea, 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 Korea. Don't ask me yeah. because <laughs> Sophia's in there. In this Sophia, She's behind I, I look out, mate. <laughs> look out for Sophia hiding there in the curtains. Um, what was he saying? Oh yeah, they hired it, and he came to the door. He's like, "Can we be overheard?" I was like, <laughs> "Yes, <"What?"> that's so <laughs> cool." It's like, "Can we be overheard?" I'm like, "Well, I think my housemates are in bed now. Probably not." So I just sound he- sign here. No one's allowed to see this. Blah blah blah. So they did the NDA on the door. Wow. And then you went, and then they put it through the. A shredder when you got there. Oh wow, fuck! What, wait, fun. what? They put yeah. what through the shredder? The script. The script. Once you're done with it, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Wait, they they waited for you. No, 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 no. The audition. Mate. Oh right, okay. <laughs> you had to read it on the doorstep, and then they just shred it instantly. <laughs> it <was> like, good luck. <laughs> Hope you memorized it. <laughs> uh, so, what were the first couple of jobs that you actually booked straight out? What was the first few things? So, I got like a tic tac little advert and that never got shown actually i think that's one of my first didn't get um, shown yeah it's one of the ones they film and then they kind of say yep yeah, cool and then they come back and sorry we're only using it in-house there's like some contract thing oh. so you just got like your day fee which is fine so yeah i did that that was fun then i did some okay fringe stuff like they also like you're rehearsing after work in an evening, no one's getting paid. It's profit share. And yeah. you're like, not really trying as hard as you should or mm. could. When you say fringe, are we talking about like Finbra, Arcola, 503? Or are we talking about like above pubs? We're talking above pubs. We're talking like, yeah, proper pub theaters. Um, so like really fringe, the most fringe possible. So I started doing that. Didn't like it so much. Got a few credits and realized that's kind of not the way to go. Mm. me and my friend dan we did this um thing at the soho theater sketch comedy thing and then oh, yeah. we started doing our own comedy shows and they seemed to go really well um we were we i'm not gonna lie we were fucking excellent <laughs> uh, we were, we're just the best but from that we both kind of started getting separate stuff and then we, we've not really had the chance to link up and do it again we've both been oh. busy yeah i know we'll, we'll do it again someday what what was the lowest point when when you were doing fringe, performing to three people with a cast of six? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that's gonna hurt. Oh, man. that is yeah. criminal. Also, one of the cast, one of the one of the three was a casting director that I'd invited. I mean, oh, I'm shit. sure they don't mind. They hated it. Oh no. Yeah, we knew it was that bad. Also, we just came off stage without speaking to one another. We all fell to the floor grabbed our knees and just started doing that little like back and forward roll just kind of going like ralph and the uh, simpsons yeah and oh, everyone just did it without thinking as well every person had that reaction and that's when i knew i'd made it <laughs> why did you invite a casting director I, I did that before the show was kind of oh okay written and yeah. happening because weirdly it was it was one of the things where you kind of come up with it in a week Mm. from two rehearsals <laughs> <laughs> that thing you do and, yeah. and, and you learn the lines in a week oh, wow. yeah. but the lines aren't written until 
the day before. So that's great. Oh my and god. And some of them are monologues, you know? I can't think of anything worse. That would stress me out so Yeah, well much. once you've been there, you know it can't you know you like physically you've been the most scared you can be about performance. Going on stage, yes. not knowing what the hell you're doing, no direction, <laughs> just some lines you kind of know, and knowing the other person across from you can't save you because they're doing the exact same thing. It's a real bond. So, so, so that was rock bottom. So you, you've hit rock bottom. Okay, let's call that rock bottom. Cool, cool. And then you got into Strike. Yeah, man. Which is based on J.K. Rowling's Cormorant Strike, it's, right? Yeah, correct. Yes, yes. But she wrote it for TV, didn't? Or was it a book? So Cormorant Strike is a series of crime fiction novels written by J.K. Rowling. Published, this is the one where she published it under the pseudonym of Robert Galbraith. Yeah, and then it got leaked. Yes, ah, yes. yeah, it got leaked. What was that like? That was great. That was, um, yeah. also, it's like a first TV job because I did, what, like two, three, three years ago originally, mm. the first series? That was a bit weird because even the other actors were saying, yeah, don't get used to this. This is, this is really nice because I think, it was her production company and kind of everyone's treated really good. Right. The vibe on set's nice. Like even the crew, because sometimes with crew, it can be a bit weird, but they, mm. they're all lovely human beings. So it's nice. It's cool. That was mm. fun. Did you meet her? Yeah. It was really weird. Actually, I came off set and then she was just kind of in the other room chilling, watching the monitor. So then I kind of realized she's watching us as we do it. Wow. And then, um, pressure. yeah. And then the runner was like, <laughs> I kind of went to, that's Jake Rowling. That's Jake. That's, that's Jake. She's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. She's like, I'll introduce her. I was like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> and before I could do anything, she was like, straight over. Oh, great. I've got to go over now. And um, yeah, she's just really nice. I had like a wow. nice, nice little chat. What did you learn from that experience? I enjoyed the trailer, the, the trailer experience. I realized that I'm not. Well, I had a phone at the time that ran out of battery early. Mm. Um, and it's a horrible place to be when that happens because there's nothing to do. So I ended up just knocking on next door neighbor's door, <laughs> just kind of going in there and chilling them. The guy who plays my dad, I was like, you all right? He's like, yeah, yeah. Can I come in? <laughs> just, started, just started having a little chat. Yeah, it was nice. I actually did some work with him after as well. We did, a, we did his son's short film. Oh, yeah, that's see. cool. Kept oh, together. I think what's interesting is kind of the jobs you get tend to branch off other things. So like, for example, the sketch shows, the one night we did one and there was a lady there called Kay Stoneham. And do you know, after the show, people come over and like, that was great. And mm. you re it's really lovely. It's really nice. And people come over and say, you're great, whatever. And you're like, yeah, yeah, awesome. But you never really think, especially the people come over like, I'm going to think of you for something in the future. Or you never kind of, in your head, you're never like, no, you're not. Yeah. You, that's really nice, but you're not. But lo and behold, like, I don't know, maybe like three weeks later, I got like a call from my agent. She was like, um, they want you to be in this BBC radio drama that Kay Stoneham's written. I was like, oh, amazing. And I've stayed friends with her since as well. Oh, that is incredible. Yeah, yeah. BBC drama is so hard to get into the radio stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty much like, they, they know their people and they like, they yes. like to use them. Oh, um, man, that's sick. I think I heard you guys talking about kind of the nepotism in the industry. Mm. And I think I'm definitely the... the the wrong and right side of that at times because I don't know anyone, not rich. Right. Come straight. They have no actor friends from Just like, my for youth. someone who might not know what nepotism means. <laughs> I'm just figuring out in my own head. <laughs> Danny's working Danny, it out. Do you know what nepotism is? <laughs> it's, it's basically being helped by people yeah, you know, basically. effectively. Being given a leg yes. up by people you know. No, yeah. I obviously knew that. But I, I swear you said it audience. in the last show. <laughs> I mean, I would not have chose a word like nepotism. I can't even say Sophia. <laughs> when did you, you've, you've always been so intelligent to me, and 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 now you're now you're playing yourself down, Dan. Oh, I know. Yeah, I am actually really smart. Yeah, he's really intelligent. Everyone. Are you trying to tell me that this is a character he's invented Correct. purely at drama school? No, this is just for the pot. I think he's. I think he's doing that. <laughs> I'm. I'm doing a bit. Guys. Doing a bit. <laughs> he's doing his Carl Wilkins. <laughs> <laughs> what we're we talking about? Nepotism. Remember. Oh yeah, basically that. Like, um, I don't know. It's 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 a it's kind of a hard one to talk about because some of the jobs I ended up getting were originally through kind of hard work and then mm -hmm. just being right for something and knowing someone. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say it's nepotism. It sounds more like you know you have made contacts from doing good work. People have liked you, whereas it's not like it's your auntie. No. Um, no. Speaking of which, was 
was there you say you, you didn't know anyone in the industry was there anything no. that you felt held you back along the way sort of towards being an actor and then even working as an actor yeah, it's just it was just basically um i don't know especially during lockdown it's kind of showed me because the amount i've kind of ended up creating um it's time I think mm. it's the time and I'm spending most of my days working the jobs to pay rent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was just kind of, if you're, if you don't have to do that, the amount of time you can put towards the craft or actually create something, which, cause in my opinion now, kind of, even now, like the stuff I'm making is getting me more opportunities I get than if I was just looking for auditions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you go out and you do like, so like I do the rap stuff and things like that and put that on Instagram you know casting directors they do go on stuff they do see stuff online and yeah. they see that it's like oh this guy does this as well or, or they can do that you know yeah but i just like creating stuff i find it a good way to express myself i mean i love your stuff and i i think like what i said in the introduction uh i think it really stands true it is yeah it's just mm. so fun to watch and i think you bring your own character to it as well you're not trying to be someone else it's yeah it's well, just fun real recognizes real bro yeah no i think <laughs> i think it's you can't be someone you can't that's one thing if going back to the advice thing that's mm. the only bit of advice i give find out what you like doing and do that yeah and don't don't try and be someone else don't try and be tom hardy yeah yeah they'll see through you yeah is that what you did yeah <laughs> for how long i mean he's still doing it <laughs> <laughs> but how do you figure out what you like because you watch so many other people, you watch so many other artists and, and it's really easy to be yeah. lured into what they do and what, and watching them. And it looks so enjoyable. You're like, Oh, maybe I'll do that as well. Yeah. I don't know. Like for me, I'd always kind of, if, if you look at something and think it's mint, just think about how it's made and how you can do it yourself. Mm. And then all of a sudden you'll find your own little lane. Mm. I think that's what, what happened. I think with the poetry stuff as well, I did spoken word. Cause I was like, it's easier than rap. And then all of a sudden, that kind of... What are you doing, Dan? Yeah, the clicks. It's so weird. What's that? The first one I ever went to was so odd. <laughs> what is it? What's this? So that's what, that's what they do in the middle of your... Um, if they like it, they'll, they'll give you some clicks. Oh, no. If they think you're good, it's basically like a clap. Because it's so the, creepy, clap, though. it puts you out your rhythm. Yeah. That's... So that's the theory. Yeah. Is it? It's, it was really cool, but obviously the first time I went to one. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't make that sound when you do it. You don't, yeah. you don't breathe heavily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the first one i went to was daunting because it was only january i was like you know what i've got all these like things up written. i'm just gonna try and do one and uh mm. it was in harlesden and i went by myself because i thought if i go by myself you know there won't be that many people there it'll be fine yeah um yeah so i kind of walked into the room and there was three big dslrs up and the room was like 80 people sure. 80 90 people i was like yeah i was like okay oh, not cool and my first thought was bail run get mm. out of the room and the mm. lady at the door was like do you want to put your name in the hat and i kind of before i even knew i'd said it i was like yeah i was like what have i done <laughs> like what have i done so i wrote down my name and then just kind of lingered like at the back of the room because i know it Every, also what you realize is it's like a scene everyone kind of knows everyone a bit and i was just there on my todd yeah lingering around the back looking weird but then you've got even more tension in that not everyone's gonna get up right um and they pull the names out of the hat and then that's when you decide if you go up so every time they do it one by one every time they put the mm -hmm. hand in the hat you're like don't be me do not be me don't be me <laughs> so there's no time to relax your heart's constantly coming out your chest because you're like it's is it me yeah, yeah, yeah is is this the time then it made it to the third round i thought i'm gonna get away with this i'm gonna get out and then, then they read my name to pure silence because people read people's names then they're like, oh, yeah, no, this guy, this guy's good. Oh, this, oh my oh, God. Barry oh, Barry Manilow. I love Barry Manilow. Re yeah. <laughs> yeah. Read my name, Tumbleweed. <laughs> and I almost didn't walk forward. <laughs> I almost didn't do it. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Wait, who's that's that guy? <laughs> yeah. I was kind of walk forward and I was like, hey, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. It's my first time doing this. And when I say it's my first time doing this, the room just kind of exploded with love, which oh. I'd never, oh. yeah, I'd never seen anything like that before. So the thing about the poetry community is really uh, welcoming to anyone and everyone. Nice. Like, ri ridiculously so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think you're, you're conscious 
or self-conscious when you try new things and put stuff out there like you're putting your rap stuff now on instagram and that mm. is are you scared yeah, to try like, that the worst one was doing the white right one um, yes yeah i imagine what's uh, that like it's like um a poem slash rap about basically the day after blackout tuesday because mm. every wednesday i was bringing out basically like a funny rap or like some kind of deep poem kind of thing and right. it just felt weird to put out like the comedy rap i'd made mm -hmm. the wednesday right. after blm especially online yeah um so i just kind of didn't and just made like this poem instead about kind of the whole situation it's kind of hard to explain no it's really um, good um i think what you're what you're doing is um acknowledging the movement and saying things that you've seen happen and how fucked it is but you you might not have realized at the time and and you're being yeah, educated man, like, and yeah i think it's, it's your realization of how fucked it is yeah I, I was so i was so scared about putting out like um any kind of i sent it to a lot of my friends and they're like yeah put it out right and like even my black friends like i would really appreciate if you put this out mm. but there was mm. a bit of me it's like it just takes one person to take a lyric yeah. wrong or yeah, yeah one yeah, person yeah. and that that was a bit but now i've done it I'm, it's definitely made me less hesitant mm -hmm. it's like actually i think people are on the same wavelength yeah and it came from a good place yeah do you do you find it really like awkward self-promoting because i find it really awkward self-promoting or, or have you do are you just sort of fine with it yeah so i like i don't I, I i put my stuff out but like i'll put it on instagram and i'll put a little link to the main video mm. but i won't i won't be online much i'm not very good at that kind of right. thing i got i was asked to do is i was meant to, I was asked to do like a headline set a comedy spoken word evening mm -hmm. which is meant because it's like wow like a paid gig after my only doing it twice yeah um mm. from the guy who kind of runs the night and he asked me to send me a biog and i was like oh yeah that's hard i wrote like a sent a couple of sentences and i was like i don't like this and I think in the end, I just kind of, I just cut it. I think I just put something like, the last work you'll have seen of Joe is this bio. <laughs> this is Joe. I think that's all I wrote or something like that. Just, it's just, I don't like the whole bigging yourself up stuff. Even this is weird. This is odd. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for you, Dan. Cheers, man. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, what have you got coming up? next segway uh so yeah we're getting the film made <laughs> good segue in time uh, we're getting the film made um we're doing that in august now because of covid yeah uh, we meant to do it in march that's how long we've been waiting wow it's so annoying i just want to get that out of the way and you had everything prepped um, everything's ready to go man wow. everything's ready to go um cast crew mm -hmm. equipment everything so yeah that's annoying get that out of the way then hopefully when stuff opens back out, um, do the spoken word uh, gigs, mm -hmm. hopefully get some more headline stuff there. Because I, honestly, I'd only just dip my toe in. Um, yeah. People do it for years, you know, before before they kind of get to a place. It sounds like you've been doing it for years, to be fair. Mm, uh, thank, <laughs> thanks, mate. <laughs> nice weather today, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, the thanks, uh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't say you too. That's another thing about people coming over to you after the show and saying you were good. Mm. Every fucker says it. So who's lying? Do you know mm. what I mean? They say it to every person. You can you you know people say it to people who are terrible as well. Oh yeah, so, I've oh, watched I've, performances I've, and said yeah. it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, you've absolutely done it. We have code amongst my group of friends. We say the set was great. Oh, did you like it? The set was great. Oh, is that when it's not good? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's when it's terrible. Ah. Uh... Yeah, because obviously then someone else's show you don't offend the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, director yeah. that's standing next to <laughs> and uh, now everyone knows if anyone <laughs> <this. laughs> and we've only got we've only got one question left to ask you man oh god i'm sick of questions i know but this is it um what keeps you going in this really challenging industry or are you just too stupid to quit i am definitely too stupid yeah. yes damn it yeah. join me brother you know i know you wanted me to say it and i kind of said it and i was like can i say it funny and originally and then i kind of stumbled over it <laughs> so have some of that which, which proves your point <laughs> <laughs> <Too stupid to quit. laughs> 
we I think Danny and I it's probably going to become a like a points tally. Yes, we're two different school of thoughts here. I, mm. I I disagree, and my whole point of the title was that people would challenge it, mm. and you and Danny are there just going along with it. Um, do you know what? I'm going to admit something to you. Yeah. Uh, Danny text messaged me and told me to say that. <laughs> The sad thing is it's not true because that is something I definitely do. I would definitely do that, but I, I didn't. Danny, don't get outraged because you've, you've done something underhand and I've just outed you. <laughs> I, I don't know who to believe. Okay, cue the music. Uh, so we're on the segment of the show now, uh, which is sort of our time capsule segment. We we asked for some input on what we should call this, um, and no one came back, bar my girlfriend. Mm. And so the best name we have so far know? is Five to Keep Alive. Um, working title, but let's go with that for now. So what we need from you okay. is your favorite film, TV show, album, book, piece of art, and a piece of advice to put in our virtual time capsule for future generations. Okay. So okay. Uh, let's kick it off with film. I think that's what we've been doing. Okay. Uh, film for me is quite easy. And it's probably quite... I think a lot of people might put this up there as well. Mm. It's going to be Shawshank Redemption. And I knew you were going to say that How did you, you know even that? said it. Mm. And it's because I, I, I lined you up for it. Yeah. <laughs> you, no. you prefaced it and I was like, surely it's going to yeah. be Shawshank. It's, if it's yeah. on TV... It's annoying, actually. If it's on TV, I'm watching it all the way to the end. It's mm. happening. I know it's going to happen, but it, it, I mean, the, it's a fantastic film. Brilliant. It doesn't age, I don't think. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but uh, you've given me the flavour for it. You should get some flavour, flav, mm. and and give yourself a taste of taste. And your favourite TV show? Um, the one I watch currently is Dark. I think that's amazing. If you've not what seen it, let me tell you all the spoilers. it's basically sci-fi on netflix it is in german Mm. which is tricky for me because i don't speak german yeah Um, but they do provide these cool little subtitles which i also hate so i did it dubbed um and it was do they have a dubbed version they have a dubbed version i don't get on with dubbing i think i prefer subtitles Mm, see i like to watch stuff in bed and i think Mm. if i have to read it's just a bit annoying, so yeah, I can't I can't fall asleep to to, to reading, you know, because mm, mm. I'm awake because I'm, I'm reading. If I was asleep, I wouldn't be <laughs> reading. But. Speaking of reading, though, uh, let's move on to your favorite book. Okay, first book that made me cry: Charlotte's Web. Boom. Ah, oh, you May. know, I, this is embarrassing. I don't think I've ever read it. Well, let me tell you the ending because you're never going to read it, are you? If you got to this age, That's so true. is I, it is it about a spider? It, it is about a spider. And you get to know the spider really well and <laughs> friends with the spider. And at the end of the book, um, unbeknownst to a young me, I think I was reading it before bed, 9pm, just before going to sleep. And uh, um, the spider the spider dies. Oh, man. I, I got goosebumps I just thinking about sleep, it. I didn't sleep, mate. I was crying. I was up to like 1am. Mum was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your favourite album? Ah, I'm gonna be stereotypical. I think whatever people say, um, that's why I'm not. Active Monkeys is the first album. Because I'm sad. mate, it's a good album. Maybe favorite worst nightmare was better, but I don't know. I'm just, I think I am stereotypically spawned to like that music. Lovely. Anything else? Yes. You done? Your no, have we done them all? Um, favorite piece of art. Oh yeah, that was it. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm great at art. I know lots of things about art. So let me tell you about the art that I like. Uh, <laughs> I you like... strike me as a sculpture kind of man. Yes, actually, I was about to say the Yorkshire sculpture <laughs> part. Um, have you ever been? I've been many a time because it's the closest place to where I lived at home. And when's the last time I went to a museum? That's not true. I went to museums in London. I just, I like the big blue whale. The killer whale from the Natural History Museum. The massive one. Is that a piece of art? So, so hang on. It's not. I mean, yeah, te- technically it's a sculpture. Mate, your ADHD is showing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big. <laughs> okay, yeah, Yorkshire School Park, Henry Moore. Don't ask me which one because they're all by him. <laughs> <laughs> um, what What about a piece of advice that you you'd put in this capsule? Okay, um, 
if you shake it more than twice, you're playing with it. Um, what else do you want? <laughs> Can if you bring me on to something like this, Danny? What what do you think is gonna happen? <laughs> oh, I just I just want a bit of humanity. <laughs> no. Well, be yourself. No, it's too stereotypical. Don't like it. Let's go with eat protein. <laughs> um. Okay. Why don't you uh, help me, guys? Eat protein. Oh, I quite like eat protein. I, I I quite like the idea of um, looking after yourself, looking after your body, um, staying fit and active. Do yoga if you've never tried it. It's horrible. I try it a lot. I can't do it, but I try it. Oh man, honestly, Joe, this has been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Danny, if you want to go, we'll just carry on. What the two ADHD boys? I'll just leave you two to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to pull this fucking thing together. Dan, yeah. every time you try to do something, it, it tends to be worse. So maybe just <laughs> go with it and, and stop trying. That's There's a great a piece, piece of, of advice. advice. There we go. That's, that's I thought he was insulting me. I thought he was saying every time you try something, Danny, you make it worse. <laughs> well, it did come from there. It did come from there. But I think good advice comes from a place of, you know, spontaneity. And that is the end <laughs> joe mate honestly it, it's been a pleasure catching up thanks so mm. much for coming on you're welcome joe thanks so much for joining us today. no worries mate um i've had a whale of a time i think danny's struggled a little bit hey, dan, dan uh, does sometimes it's, it's fine <laughs> danny baldwin has left the conversation <laughs> i i think his introduction is probably one of the best things he's ever done yeah but it went downhill from yeah there, just right? a complete train wreck guys i love you and i'm gonna leave you yeah, love you, man. You too. See, See you later, boys. Goodbye.